Hello guys, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Haiki Adulting. It is Jada. Today, I have the lovely honor of having one of my good LA friends, Kaylin Malley, on this podcast. We met each other through YouTube about two years ago, and we've been friends ever since. And yeah, love her so much. And in this episode, we talk all things LA. She literally did the exact same thing as me. She graduated early. I graduated early. She moved to LA at 17. I moved to New York City at 17. You know, we're, we're doing the thing, adulting, and I thought she'd just be the perfect guest to have on here so stay tuned for that but before we get into this episode let's just go ahead and talk about things going on and I don't even want to do this part of the podcast today because shit has been crazy so the day that I'm recording this aka February 1st first of all happy I was about to say happy new year I meant happy new month I'm genuinely excited for uh February just for some new vibes you know I'm kind of tired of January already there's so many things going on and I'm just glad to be moving into another month but also isn't that scary how we're already in a new month I cannot fathom that and it's making me feel a little weird but we're here and I'm so happy that you guys made it as well so I guess the one thing that's going on in my life that you guys would definitely know about if you guys follow me on Instagram at Jada Jones with three s's if you want to go follow me is that I've been fighting YouTube quite literally um so let me give you guys some backstory if you guys want to hear the full story I'll go into it I can't bring myself to explain the full story on Instagram because it's just so stupid but essentially, I got an email from YouTube on the first week of January and they stated that they were taking down one of my most popular videos on my channel. Not one of the most, but the most popular video on my channel, which has about like 500,000 views. So it took up a lot of my like view count. It's also made me the most money. It's my like number one money maker every single month. And I just... <sighs> that's not even the point of it. It's just the fact that this video has also helped so many of you guys start your channels. And I know that I've gotten tons of DMs over the years being like, this video helped me start my channel. And there's nothing more rewarding than that. And when that video is stripped off my channel, it doesn't just affect me. It also affects everyone else who may or may not have supposed to come into contact with that video in some point of their life. So it was claimed as harmful and dangerous. Um, I think I mentioned, did I mention this in a podcast or am I having deja vu? The claim was that it was harmful and dangerous. In what way? I have no idea. It's literally a video about how to edit YouTube videos easy on an iPhone, a literal tutorial when there are tutorials on like literally probably how to have sex on YouTube and they're still on the platform. But you know, it's whatever. I mean, I kind of got over it because I was in contact with Google and I was in contact with so many people and I honestly just got so exhausted. Um, at the end of the day, it was only a warning on my channel. So I was like, okay, whatever. It doesn't really matter. So then I just blew it off. I was like, you know what? Let's move forward past this. Um, and then at that time I mentioned in my, what, last episode or something like that. <laughs> why am I lost? Like, I don't know why I'm lost. Um, I mentioned that I kind of like got rid of my schedule, you know, like I wanted to really shift some things up and like really make, you know, myself fall in love with content creating again. So I took a break and I was ready to come back. I was so excited to post a video yesterday. I got another... <laughs> I got another email from YouTube stating that they were removing yet another one of my videos. And this video was aesthetic music for YouTube videos, literally a tutorial for people who don't know how to add music onto their videos, you know, how to download it from thematic and like epidemic sounds and how to use YouTube sounds and YouTube audio library, like literally the most unharmful video ever also just not a controversial video at all like i literally have filmed the black lives matter video on my channel before and that hasn't been flagged considering all the people that i would think would report it because of you know just hate but something as simple as like how to edit on an iphone or how to or how to download music to your like videos you know 
I don't know what's going on with YouTube and its system, but it's so disheartening and so frustrating. And guys, like, I literally, I don't know how I'm here right now recording this because I've cried today and I don't cry. That's not something that I do, but I think a lot of built-up anger for just many random things have just exploded today. And I don't know. I even spoke to my therapist this morning. <laughs> like, yeah, and I talked to her for a bit and just, like, it just seems like my world revolved around YouTube and it still does and when something doesn't get resolved and when things aren't fixed like my Enneagram 3 type self my Aries self like just can't handle that and feeling like I'm powerless and that I have no control over the situation is really making me flip the fuck out like I am literally going so crazy I don't know I like I woke up early today too and I was like wow like Jada you're on your shit like you're doing it and I like I woke up I did a dance class I was feeling good and then I called my legal team and they said that they can't do anything about it because YouTube is essentially its own like private like thing like you know they can choose who to have on their platform and who to not have it just kind of sucks to know that even though we're creators on this platform that we essentially don't own any of our content at the end of the day corporations own this place and I don't know I'm just feeling a ton of things guess what like in the long scheme of things like this won't matter oh also I didn't even clarify but essentially I'm not allowed to post for a whole week so I have one strike on my channel and if I get two strikes um, I will be blocked from YouTube for two weeks and if I get three strikes my channel has the potential to be taken down completely so yeah this has been the hardest thing to deal with because just accepting that you don't have control over something even though you think you have control and it's like my own channel and whatever you don't i really truly don't know what is triggering the youtube system right now essentially just knowing that also the youtube team isn't there for me like that really sucked like <laughs> like you would think that they would even like speak to me or like have someone put like reach out to me but my friend Annie from YouTube she reached out to me and was like hey you should contact through this creator thing like on YouTube studio and I didn't even know that it existed and I thought that that would help and it didn't they simply responded that once you try and appeal something that that's all that they can do like once you appeal it and they reject it they can't do anything else and you're kind of like shit out of luck so that was so, mm, I'm just so angry and I know you guys can hear it in me too, but yeah, I guess I was just here to express some of my frustrations. I feel like this is the place where I can, you know, candidly do that and feel comfortable doing that. So I will move on from this and I, I just hope that my channel doesn't get any more strikes in the future because I really want to be able to freely create. Yeah, I just really want to get back into the swing of things and really just have everything removed. But if before May 1st, I get more strikes on my channel, my channel can be removed. Um, I've been contemplating this over the past couple of days. I was talking to Jay and I was like, Jay, do I just like start over a new channel and like just gain new subscribers and like just start this whole thing over and tell people that I'm starting over? I mean, granted, I have been on my channel for five years and have grown it to 20,000 subscribers. So that would be really disheartening. But also, I mean, would a fresh start be nice? Like I, I have no idea, but it's it's so funny too. Jade and I have a habit of reading the Snapchat Cosmopolitan um, tarot reading cards and their like um, horoscope things every single day. And it's so funny because on Sundays they give you a tarot reading card and my Mine said something. I'm literally going to read it right now because it was so funny. Um, Jade sent it to me, but I had already read it that morning and it said, everyone hates the tower. I'm not going to lie to you, Aries, but you can handle it. It's a big card that signals dramatic, swift change. Things get knocked down, but guess what? <laughs> they were crumbling anyway. The demolition job means you'll find fresh, firm foundations on which to rebuild. Don't get too stressed over anything that comes to an end this week. Look for the silver lining. You're free to pursue bigger and better things. Y'all what the fuck <laughs> like literally as soon as I read that I was like oh my god what does that mean like oh my god is my week gonna be crazy 
And literally not even a couple hours later, I figure out what that was. And Jade sent that to me. And I was like, Jade, I literally read that this morning. I know. And it was just the worst thing ever. But essentially, Snapchat can predict your future. So don't read into it. Anyways, with that being said, I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for just always supporting me and just being there for me. I will be back on YouTube as soon as I can, obviously. But right now, I'm just going to take some time and hopefully try and download just all of my old videos onto a hard drive because I never know what can happen. And I know that you guys are going to enjoy this episode, so I will not ramble any longer. Let's go ahead and introduce Kaylin Malley to the podcast. Enjoy, and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode. Bye! Guys, I have one of my amazing friends on this podcast. Her name is Kaylin Malley. She lives in LA. I found her on YouTube like two years ago. We've been friends ever since and that's so weird to say because it's like time. I don't know. It doesn't exist. Anyways, introduce yourselves, Miss Kaylin. Hello, everyone. My name, yes, is Kaylin and I am a actor and content creator based in Los Angeles and I am 19 years old and just kind of living life out here and trying to make it. Yes, as you should. And like props to you for being out there right now during COVID and like a literal pandemic. A lot of you guys are also like, I want to move to LA. I want to move to New York City. And Kaylin did it at what, 17? I also did it at 17. Yes. So yeah, we're just gonna have a lot to talk about. I'm really excited. So let's go ahead and get into your story. What did your childhood and acting look like? Because acting is your main thing. Yeah, so basically I started doing like a few things when I was super little, like four or five, but kind of more like, oh, your mom thinks you're cute. Um, we'll put her with like an agency and whatnot. So, yeah. So I did that for a little bit, but I was like a total tomboy. So basically from like age, like six to like 12, it was like competitive soccer, like playing with bugs. Like I wanted to be a veterinarian, like was planning on going to school, like studying super intensely and graduating early. Like I had all these big plans. I wanted to live in Tennessee on like a mansion with like a bunch oh of animals God. and kids. I know. And so then when I was like 12, it all completely changed. And I started dancing. I was reading a bunch of dystopian future novels. And I was like, oh, whoa, these worlds are really cool. And then I saw the Hunger Games get turned into a movie. And I was like, wow, acting is so sick. Like, I love this. And so I started taking acting classes. I got re-signed with my agency that in Kansas City. And so I started doing like a few small things back there. And then when I was 14, I booked a film called American Honey, which is now on Netflix, I believe. And I'm in like one scene. <laughs> yes, I've seen the scene so many times. Oh, it's it. like, it's on YouTube and it's kind of embarrassing, but that's like what makes it so amazing. And it was actually with like Shia LaBeouf and Andrea Arnold. So it was a really great experience. And that was kind of my first time on a like more bigger professional set and after I did that I was like okay yeah this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and ever since that day I was like I am moving to LA like I would put signs and posters like all over my parents bedrooms and everyone's like okay like sure I'm like no you don't understand like I am moving to Los Angeles and I'm going to be an A-list actor and so I kind of started content creating in the middle of high school as a way to like have a creative like Mm -hmm. activity to do where there's not like a lot of create to create with because I'm I don't think I said this but I'm from Kansas Kansas City <laughs> so there's not a whole lot to do there um, I mean there is some things and I was very lucky to jump on some of the projects that 
were there and I tried to take as much advantage as I could. So I had an agency also down in Oklahoma and just really tried to get as many auditions as possible, like as much work as possible. And then um, I did YouTube and I actually ended up graduating high school early because I wanted to move out to LA as soon as possible. And I started doing school part-time my junior year. So it gave me more time to create, whether it was with acting or content creating, and also gave me more time to work to save up money to move out to Los Angeles. So I did all that stuff. And then, yeah, I made the big move when I was 17 with my mom. My mom quit her job and we and left my brother and dad at home. And she came out here for like three months to help get me established and then left me on my own. That is so crazy. <laughs> it's kind of long, but do you ever feel like there's just not enough of us out there? Like who graduated early, like try to pursue the entertainment industry, like doing the thing. Like, I don't know where to find us. Like you just happened to come up. I don't know. Was it in like, it was definitely in like my YouTube recommended or something. This person is literally the exact same as me. Like we want to do the exact same thing. It's just like when you don't go to college and when you don't have that immediate, like, you know, friend circle that you can call your own when you yeah. just like, get somewhere. That's so hard, you know? So mm -hmm. how did you kind of navigate the friendship space, especially just moving out to LA that young? Yeah, I mean, LA is a very hard city to make friends in. Like if I'm being just honest, because mm -hmm. the city is geographically just like so spread out. Um, it's really hard to find good people here. Like your that, age, you know? Cause yeah, like, so yeah. I have older friends you know like mm -hmm. I feel like you're the same like we have older friends yeah yes yeah like actually like I think you're one of my like only younger friends actually the only one love you, I love you. <laughs> my best friends are like mm -hmm. 21 and 22 and I work with um, people that are in their like 30s but it's a weird thing because I feel like in high school like one or two years seems like such a big difference and now mm -hmm. someone that's like 30 or 28 like, I don't feel like there's that big of an age gap. Right. It's kind of strange. Um, but no, so I mean, yeah, I didn't go to college. So you don't have that immediate shoe in. But I was really lucky to kind of meet people through social media. I think that's one really great benefit that like social media has is being able to kind of find your group of people and really connect with who is like like minded and stuff. Um, I feel like when you're out here too, like, you just have to be brave and be willing to like, be the person that makes the initiative. If you see someone like waiting in line at a coffee shop, just start talking to them. They're yeah. not always going to be responsive to it, but like you won't know unless you try. So I feel like that is like one way to meet new people. And I feel like if you just have a good energy, people are usually willing to like talk to you or like have that same energy back. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think as you start to meet a few people that circle just grows bigger and through like acting classes and getting involved in any community you possibly can mm -hmm. it just gives you a better chance to meet more and more people yeah no I totally agree I feel like again like LA I don't know if I feel like New York City because New York City has so many people but we're we're also a huge city but it's closer like everything's closer together mm -hmm. so I don't know if it's I wouldn't say easier to make friends because it definitely wasn't, but I feel like New York City, it's like you're on the subway with people. I made so many friends just like being on the subway <laughs> with people because it's just like, oh, like you're riding the same train. Oh, we just took a dance class from BDC. Like we're going to talk, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. 
but like in LA, I feel like, oh, you go to a dance class, like per se, whatever you do, but like then you just get in your car and you go home. <laughs> so I mean, like social right. media, I think it's a good way to like meet people. That's how I met you. I mean, that's how uh, we're yeah, doing it's this crazy. podcast now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's interesting too because I will say like and I don't know if you had the same experience like in New York City but I feel like it's just more because LA is such an influencer hub that you get a lot of you feel like followers is kind of like a currency out here and it's yeah I will say that that is that is one really big downside I guess to living in LA it's like like it's almost like money of course you have to have money but like at the end of the day it really feels like followers is like the bigger currency like you can eat for free at places because you have followers like people will talk to you because you have followers and it's that aspect of it can be like kind of hard but if you there are good people and there are the right people out there Mm -hmm. too it's just kind of a game that you have to be aware of coming here that there is that like kind of dark side to it too that's what I get nervous about because New York City New York City is like that to a certain extent but it, not really because I feel like New York City is like oh there's this undiscovered artist that has like 50 followers but it's gonna make it in the industry <laughs> like uh, you know but like yeah. in LA it's like nah like if you just don't like you know that's how I feel for some reason so I'm like ah but also I just know good people in LA so I'm like mm-hmm. it really is like down to the end of the day it's like who you surround yourself with so right talk about your job like what do you do now like how did you find your job because I know the story but I know you guys want to hear the story <laughs> because we both come from middle class families like we love that we love that so much <laughs> um but like I really am truly grateful because I think it honestly humbled us like I'm gonna speak for the yes. both of us because I just know you as a person and like we're we both like just work so hard we value what our parents do like we're just so grateful and appreciative so talk about that and how you moved to LA and just like doing the thing like not saying that you're like dirt poor and not saying that you're like super super (laughs) rich you know but like right smack in the middle like how was that for you yeah I mean and me and Jada were talking about this literally like 10 minutes (laughs) ago but um (laughs) basically I mean money is such a weird thing here because no one likes to talk about it because I mean so many people get money from like sugar daddies or (laughs) their parents are paying for something and it's like no one wants to talk about it and so you there's just this weird like thing around it and you feel like you can't really have conversations about it ever uh but yeah so I grew up in yeah just a middle class family um I was love my parents we were blessed with what we had I mean we are by no means like poor like Jada was saying but we also don't have like money to throw around on a second rent especially in LA because rent here is crazy ridiculous And so um, I was very fortunate that my parents also just are so supportive of whatever I do and they want to just, they just want to see me happy at the end of the day and whatever that happiness kind of costs, they're willing to make sacrifices. So they made sacrifices to kind of help me out the first year. Um, I ended up, when I moved out here, I saw a posting on Indeed for a job because, of course, when I first got here, I was like, I'm going to need a job. Like, I have to make money. I'm not going to be able to just, like, live off my parents or, like, feet pictures. (laughs) Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, which I did. I'll even admit this. I thought about it. I was like, like, honestly, I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just a foot. Exactly. But then I'm like, dang title it. Of this episode. Right. Kaylin sells feet pictures. No, it's actually a lot harder than you'd think. Don't recommend. <laughs> you have to be really, really good. Yeah. So it actually, you have to put like work into it. So that was like, nope. Not it. But, anyways, so 
yeah, I went on just like Indeed, which is like a work website if you're not familiar with it. And I saw a posting that would have been perfect for me. It was like looking for someone to like act in videos, get props. It's for like a social media group. And I was like, okay, I don't really have my like work stuff together. I'll just apply in the morning. Well, when I went to apply in the morning, it was gone. And I was like, God oh, dang, like that kind of sucks. But like, oh, well, who cares? I'm going to move on with my life. Then a month later, the same posting was posted again. And I was like, okay, that's strange, but like, I'm going to apply for it. And I ended up applying for it. And long story short, I got the job and it went from like part-time to now it's like full-time. And I work with a social media group called Smile Squad. They make like lighthearted comedy skits on Facebook. And basically I act in their skits. I cast any additional actors they need. I'll get them props, kind of do scheduling. And it's super nice because obviously I get paid like a Mm -hmm. full-time position, but I have so much flexibility to do all of my auditions, any projects I book, all my own social media stuff. It's also helped me grow my social media stuff. And then during this pandemic, not only am I like fortunate enough to have a job and still be employed, but I also like get to stay in front of the camera. Like, of course, it's like over the top comedy, but it's something. And so, I mean, I have been so, so lucky to and it's also just a really good group of people and like a really caring group of people. So I'm, I'm very blessed when it comes to that department. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, as soon as you got that, I was like, dude, that's like the stars aligning for you. Like, yeah. that's absolutely amazing. What do you think attributed you like kind of just everything falling into place? Like we, I already know, like manifestation, <laughs> like, like we, you and yeah, I are yeah. the same, like the same human. Right. So I'm not surprised, <laughs> but like, how do you think that, you know, just kind of thinking that things will like work out for you? Like, how was that process like manifestation, your whole journey with that and how that you know, literally let you live in LA like this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is just trust and like mm-hmm. having faith in whatever you believe in, whatever, whether exactly, it's, yeah. yeah, whatever it is, trusting that like you are exactly where you need to be in this given moment. And I feel like once you let the worry and the stress go and you just, work hard and Mm -hmm. focus on gratitude and the abundance you already have, you'll start to see even more abundance in your life currently. um, And that'll continue to grow. And honestly, like, if you would have asked me like, a year, two years ago, like I would have said I was spiritual and did law of attraction. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I really did law of attraction or really did manifestation. I had like a lot of like, health issues that I was like working through with like my hormones were super messed up and I didn't realize how much that like can really affect a person and Mm -hmm. so this whole year during COVID although like it's been really not the best year for a lot of reasons I think it's been the biggest growth at least for me like it's been the best year in that aspect um and I've really grown spiritually and it's just overall made me so much happier and like you focus on all the good things happening in your life. And then when you do that, more of those good things start to happen and you just feel so good and your vibration is just raised so much higher and all these amazing things just start coming to you with like, <laughs> Jade is getting her food. <laughs> we are literally interrupting you. And so we're recording right now and everyone's just like standing in my room and I'm getting handed a bowl of food. That we what is it? It's udon noodles with like. Oh, wait. That looks fancy. Thank you so much. Tell your mom she did a great job. 
Yeah, she literally did an amazing <laughs> job. It's so funny because we were talking right before this episode. I was like, this is about to be the most chaotic episode because I'm hungry. <laughs> I wanted to eat. I was like, I don't know. I've already recorded another podcast episode today. I was like, we're going to be interrupted at some point. And then you were yeah. like, well, my roommate might come home. I was like, you know what? I know. <laughs> And then I was not helping. I was just a mess. I like, I'm, so, I'm moving right now and I have like a bunch of other stuff going on because I feel like I do like 10 hundred things at one time and I like could not figure out this. It was just, it was funny, but anyways. I, I was like, Kayla, I was like, hey, food is about to be handed to me. And she's like, manifestation. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, I don't even know where I was, but yeah, basically just like, <laughs> just, I guess, if I'm going to get, if anyone doesn't know anything about law of attraction or manifesting or whatever, just be grateful for what you have and like trust in everything that you want is like effortlessly manifesting itself into the present and into the now. And I feel like just really having that like trust in that. And then like also, I mean, manifestation is a whole thing that like we could really dive into. And I don't necessarily know if that's something we want to do. No, yeah, but... let's do it. I mean, talk, <laughs> do the thing. She's no, like... but true. But what you did say about just kind of um, trusting and believing that something is destined for you, because it's true, whatever you believe that you're genuinely destined for, you are like you are des- you yeah. are well deserving of anything that you believe. You just got to trust it. Like, for real, you got to trust it and then also put in the the work behind it and then just feeling grateful, you know? Yeah, so do you know when you kind of got into your manifestation journey? Do you know that or? I mean, so I think I just naturally had done it since I was a really little kid because I remember the first, like, memory at least that I have of doing it was when I was, I think I was six or five. So I was really little and I remember I was driving to a soccer game and I closed my eyes and... I pictured myself running down the field and like scoring a goal. Like vividly, I remember having this in the car. <laughs> and then when I went to go play the game, exact same thing, ran down the field, scored a goal. And what makes it like special was that in my head, I scored it with my left foot and I'm a righty. In the, on the field, I scored it with my left foot. And so I think just like I've done things like that since I was younger and like even like when I was like everything, like I said earlier, when I was younger, I wanted to be like a veterinarian and like live on a farm. But even when I was 10, I had such vivid details of what I wanted. And I wasn't afraid to like say that out loud and be like, I want 10 kids and a bunch Mm -hmm. of horses. And I want one room for all my dogs. And each dog has a dog house. Like I was, but I was like, it's crazy because I look back and like, to me, that's normal. But like most 10 year olds, eight year olds do not think like that. And mm-hmm. so then when um, everything switched to LA, it basically, I still did all the same stuff. It was just me drawing palm trees in math class, like Aww. doing, yeah, doing all different stuff like that. And so then I think it was the past year, I just, I really started with um, when I wanted to dive deeper, I had friends that um, I think knew a little bit more, especially about like astrology and all those kind of things. Yeah. And we're both Aries, by the way. <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> what is your sun your rising and moon sign? oh yeah again? we talked about this um my rising is oh my god rising virgo virgo rising and cancer can't no no virgo moon cancer rising okay see i'm a virgo moon too yeah that's, that's yeah what yes. we, said. we had it the same similar yeah year. and i'm a scorpio rising <laughs> anyways so then um when I got back because I went home for a month um when quarantine first happened and when I got back I was like 
And I was also like at the beginning of quarantine, I started like a health plan with a health coach to try and fix all of my issues. And um, I think it was a, a combination of that and just starting to feel better. And then I really decided like, I was like, no, like I am going to like take hold of my life basically when I came back because I like, it's interesting when you're in the middle of something, you don't realize you're in the middle of something. And you think like if someone were to genuinely ask me a year ago, I would have been like, oh, I feel good. But it's not till now that I realize like what feeling good and happy like really is because I just had never experienced it before. Uh, but I started super simple and I just pulled out two notebooks. One was a gratitude journal and the other one was a manifestation journal. And I just started writing. So I would write, and I still to this day write three things that I'm grateful for every single morning that typically have to do with the day before. And then my manifestation journal, that is like my pride and joy, my little secret thing. I saw, yeah, I'm like, I saw a video on TikTok. That's actually kind of a side note, but it was some trend where the girl's like laying dead. And then someone's like, oh, we found her manifestation journal. And then she like wakes up immediately. (laughs) She's like, same. I'm like, if anyone ever found that, like, there'd be, it's like worse than a diary because it's like, honestly. Honestly, because you're sounding like I am, I have this. Yeah. What Personally, like what I like to do is I will write, like, depending, of course, on what I'm doing and whatnot, I will write, like, the thing that I want, or, but I'm trying to phrase this correctly, because it's never, like, what I want you write as if, like, you have it, and, like, the feelings as if you already have it, and then underneath that, it'll be a lot of, like, I am statements, or how I feel having this thing, or what my reality looks like with that thing. Um, and then I'll draw like pictures to help with like visualization. And then for, if I'll, well, I guess it'd be every single morning then after I've done that whole thing, I'll write that same phrase. I don't know if this is making any sense to anyone, but we can cut it out if it doesn't. Um, it does. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I'll write um, that same phrase three times over and over again. And then I'll do that every single morning until I like, fill up the page twice, which I think ends up being like 42 days in a row. And then I just let it go. I let it do its thing. And I don't stress about it. I don't worry about it. But the key is that you still have to work hard because working hard, I just feel helps like raise that vibration to meet like the energy of that thing you're trying to attract. Um, But none of that worry and stress is there. Actually, I do want to share this um, because I feel like this was a really good reference for me. And I don't know if you've ever heard this. Um, but for people that find manifestation, the law of attraction really confusing, uh, someone put it in a, like a really good way. And basically it's like, like the ordering food or yes. like Amazon. Yes. Yes. It. So when you go to a restaurant with friends, you all sit down and you take a look at the menu and you're like, okay, what do I want? And then you decide what that is that you want. Well, then the waiter comes over and you put in your order. And the waiter is like the universe. You put in your order, you say what you want, all that good stuff. And the waiter says, okay, and walks away with it. Then you and your friends are all living in the present. Like you're laughing together, you're telling stories and jokes. All of a sudden you might get like a, a woof of something and it reminds you of, <laughs> of the food that you're going to have. And so you're just like, <laughs> a woof of something. <laughs> a nice woof of something. And you just like, that smell just makes you so happy. Like knowing that that food's coming, like it makes you feel good. You can think about how good it's going to taste, but you're not stressed. You're not worried if the food's going to come because you know that the food's going to come. You know that food is coming no matter what. And then of course, lo and behold, 
the waiter brings the food and now you have it. So I feel like that's just a really good little example. Yeah, that's a great example of me right now as I'm <laughs> eating a whole bowl of food that I wasn't worried about. Caitlin saw me place my order. <laughs> my exactly. And it's here. Exactly. That's such a definitely a good analogy because I feel like some people don't get it either. They're like, oh, it's witchcraft. I'm like, well, no. I mean, it's whatever you believe it is. But for us, it's like, I mean, if you're going to use it to your advantage, use it to your advantage. It's not a religion. It's not, it's not something that like deals with all this hocus pocus. Like it really is at the end of the day, everyone's energy, like your energy. I'm literally talking through a microphone that's energy and we're somehow hearing each other on opposite coasts. Like yeah, none science. of this shit makes sense anyways. Like electronics don't make sense. But for some reason, we trust it. But, like, for some reason, people are like, oh, the manifestation is weird. I'm like, do you know how electricity works? Do you know why your light is on right now? No, exactly. Do you know how computers work? No, it's literally a screen, you know? So when I say that, people are like, well, yeah. But so I'm like, how can people have so much trust into things that they, quote, unquote, don't know about? But then they're like, oh, but, like, I believe in, like, uh, you know, whatever you believe in. I'm like, it's the same thing with law of attraction. I mean, you're also doing the same thing with whatever religion you're in oh my god I'm burping. okay <laughs> this is the shit that's cut out <laughs> okay let's talk about <laughs> fave spots in la on the topic of food i will say la has fantastic food especially someone like me that like loves eating healthy and like taking care of themselves like there are so many food options like every Friday, and today's Friday, so actually once my roommate gets back and I'm done with this podcast, we'll probably go to this place called Yogurt. It's this like mm. vegan ice cream, like healthier you. ice cream. You what? I've seen you post about it before. I oh yeah, it. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. I go at least once a week. And I'm not vegan, but it's so good. And then I also like this place called Tokaya, Tokaya. It's like um, Mexican food, healthier mm. as well. Um, that place is really good. I will say that catch, as like oh, basic okay. as I, it is, no, I want to try it. I do so good. Like, and it's it's just like the overall like because I honestly expected it was just going to be like an overrated restaurant with overpriced food, but mm-hmm. the food was incredible. But the atmosphere is just like so fun. You dress up. You can. You always like. I saw Kylie Jenner when I was there once. Like, so funny. yeah, <laughs> it's just like. And then like I remember we saw her once, and then the next time that we went we sat where she sat and apparently it's kind of like the fancy like area and so yeah so it's just like where they put celebrities but we like we're not so everyone was looking at us yeah. and like thought we were famous and we we're like nah oh i want to ask mm-hmm. saddle ranch have you been oh my god so here's the thing here's the thing me and my friends went to saddle ranch before it was like saddle ranch so, like, we went back, like, before COVID, like, literally, like, I, I guess it's been, like, COVID's been a year. I Time is, like, so crazy. What made this place blow up? Like, supposedly so, it's, like, a L.A. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's literally the food is, like, horrible. Like, we never oh, really no. even went to get food. And basically, it was, like, um after you'd go to the bar <laughs> or the clubs or whatever, people would, some people would go to, um saddle ranch and at that time like david and all his friends were going there quite often it's like we would see them or whatever but it was super casual like it wasn't like this whole monster of like an influencer hub that it is now and so i think it was maybe like i don't know i think it was when the tiktokers started going it was like the tiktokers started going because david went and then it just became this like zoo and i 
when we, because LA has been in lockdown for like this whole year, basically, we had like one small break where they um, opened up outdoor dining. And I'm not kidding you. There was a line down oh, sunset no. trying to get into Saddle Ranch. And I'm like, no. this is ridiculous. And it used <laughs> to be like, you didn't have to get food. You could just go hang out at the bar with people. And now, like, you have to order. It's just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It so makes me I feel like they, I mean, they profited off of it. I know they're making fun Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because mm. they changed it so that you had to order food when you were there. Because they were realizing that they were getting ripped off because people would just go to, like, not do anything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, I need to get your take on it. What is it? And you heard <laughs> the real thing. Trust her on this. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I see people go there all the time. And then, let me see. Let's rate, like, Earth Cafe. What do you think? Oh, zero out of ten. Like, yeah, because yeah, so I went too. It's like it's not the best thing in the world, like ever. It's not even like that great. Like I was like, there's sandwiches no. and like whatever. I went with Max and uh, and Edwin. You met Edwin when we went yes. to Beaverbrook. Um, and yeah, so it was just like, it was just a normal like play. Like it's I don't know what is so appealing. It's like, I, don't know. I don't get it. Like I remember Alfred's the first time. Alfred's. 10 oh, out of 10. <laughs> I don't know. That's It might be overrated, but I'll pay $10 any day, whatever. Yeah. My yeah. my order there is literally, I think, $7.95. A, a Chuggachino. Yeah. So good. Um, I saw it's it on like, your story went yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's super like such an LA bougie drink, like mushroom root, cacao, but it's so good. Um, and I feel like there's some people that would say Alfred's is overrated, but I think for the most part, people are like, no, it's, it's good. It's worth the hype. Mm-hmm. I think it is good. Okay, while we were on the whole topic of like celeb encounters, Miss Kylie Jenner, let's just have fun. This is such a fun podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> so let's talk celeb encounters. I kind of know like half of the ones you're already gonna say, but yeah. like I, I still like the stories. They're fun, right? Um, I mean, basically, like me and my friends just always end up in like a pre-COVID, of course, like just crazy situations. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I mean we. When you're kind of, when you go to like clubs and stuff, it's pretty, you kind of will run into people sometimes, especially if you're with the right promoters and the whole clubbing promoting thing is a whole nother world that I'm not even going to get into. And I'm definitely not like a clubbing person. Like I only went a few times, Um, but that, and then on top of like just through social media and whatnot. I have like been to David's house before. And like, that's also because we went to Saddle Ranch like pre- it being a zoo and so it would just kind of be like us and them and we would just like talk and I also am friends with Bryant who does like the photography type stuff and he knows a lot of people so I've gone to like like two of his birthday parties and so then I did like oh my god what is it called the what is I don't know if I've actually told you this what is the The um, I went to was that when was that that was last year that was well, that so there was one this year too that was like more of a dinner that was like outside oh, and like twenty twenty one. No, oh twenty twenty. Sorry. Yeah, that's why I was like last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what is that dance? Not the conga. Oh, the Chacha oh, slide. That for real? yes. Yeah, so we all started doing the Chacha slide together, and I'm not even kidding you. I'm like doing it with like Noah Centineo or whatever his name I is. I forgot Bryant was friends with him. Like that's such I a know. Rare. I walked in and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess he shot with him like a year ago." But it was so, and I just I remember like before like 
we were all doing that dance or whatever, we like made eye contact and started like, you know, when you have a conversation with someone across the room, and then like I did this really weird like dance thing, and like you know, when you just immediately regret something that oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you're like, oh god, and I just like turned around. I was like, okay, never mind. Like, you like, don't I was... the dance and just know it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I, yeah. There was one time we were at Saddle Ranch and like we were with some of the like original like hype house type people and then like David and all his friends show up and then all of a sudden we're like outside and I think it was no it was Jeff driving but I didn't know that at the time and so he pulls around one of those giant Hollywood tour buses oh, and that. I'm like yeah. yeah and I was like what like what is happening and then I noticed it's Jeff and David and he's like get in and we're like <laughs> okay and we like get in and then like there's like bryant and like addison and like some and then i think like zade and like maybe like That's two other girls <laughs> and we had no idea where we were i just thought we were gonna drive it around like a little bit and come back oh no it's like freezing cold out and we like are driving it through the hollywood hills like this giant tour bus it was so oh God, funny so scary though <laughs> yeah and then we drove it back to david's house and then we got to david's and we're like okay, what are we supposed to do now that we're here? It was, it was very strange, but it was one of those things that was like, definitely like a funny, like memory to have. Yeah, that night, like what just happened? <laughs> oh, every single night, like especially pre-COVID, I'd get home and I'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> Chase Stokes from Outer Banks actually lives at my apartment complex. I don't know if he still does just because he's shooting or if he, or what his deal is. But I remember when I came back here, he posted something on or when he came when I came back after quarantine and then he was obviously back here because they were done shooting season one like they it had just aired or whatever um he posted a snapchat story of his laundry machine and I was like oh I would I would recognize it from anywhere because I always talk to my roommate about how dang loud it is in his on his um his story he said like this thing is so freaking loud yeah. and then, but I was just it was kind of more like funny like oh okay probably not the same thing but then like his stories and stuff we have these like chalk walls and these like our apartment complex chose these like horrible colors to go into our apartment so like it's they're very easy to tell like what buildings are yours and then sure enough I ended up like running into him later and stuff and yeah so it's just funny that's a fun story. Yeah, because I forgot Outer Banks came out last year, like, COVID. Like, that's so weird yes. to me. Yeah, and then, like, season two. Like, that's so exciting, though. Did you watch the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of it? Okay, I actually, like, when I was, like, I thought it was, like, a really fun show. The first, like, two episodes, I was kind of, like, I don't get the hype. And then, like, I got to it, and I was, like, wow, I'm addicted to it. But I kind of, like, look back at the show and just compared to, like, other shows. I mean... I don't think cinematically and, like, yeah. from an acting point of view, it wasn't, like, incredible, but, like, it was a very entertaining, and, like, I think during COVID, too, it was a great, like, a really cool escape from what everyone was dealing with, and it it's fun. Like, I'll watch season two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, especially after episode 10, like, you just want to know what happened. Yeah, like, you're like, that, like, that was crazy. I feel like from an actor, too, like, it seemed like the funnest show to film. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. to get to just be on the water, like, all day. And, like, I heard that they – I watched a bunch of interviews. Because whenever I end up finishing, like, a show or a movie, you know, I, have I, to go, I have to watch the behind the scenes. I got to get everything. Um, and they got to, like, do, like, um, surfing training, like, ukulele lessons, like, all that fun stuff. So I thought that was really cool.
Um, okay, let's switch gears and talk about tips to moving to LA. What did you do? What did you mentally have to prepare? How did you physically move? Just go for it. Well, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but you can go. Yeah, um, I mean, I would A, save up as much money as you can. This is an expensive city, and honestly, the more savings you have, the better. Um, and not to rely on that savings, but just to know that it's kind of there as a cushion in case something bad happens. So come out with a plan, get as much as if you're doing acting, I'm assuming, like get as much experience where you are as possible, get as much on your resume, as much on your reel, like get just as much experience um, as you possibly can. And then um, get a job when you come out here. I know like you're not necessarily maybe in the headspace where you're like, you think you're moving to LA and you're going to do this. And there are some people that come out here and book immediately, but for the majority of people, you will not book right away and also it's going to come down to if you're union non-union kind of what your whole deal is on that side of things as well um and I think just being prepared that it could take a while it it might happen for you quickly it might be a long time and to also just like invite failure in and invite rejection and like to really appreciate the journey and the growth because I feel like that's something that I really try to focus on is like once I am on like a big show there's gonna be things that like I'm not able to do now like then that I'm able to do now like so I think just really like appreciating even being able to go to like the grocery store and like get your groceries like rather than looking at that as like a a like a bad thing turn it into like a fun thing like oh like I get to do this without being stopped without being recognized so just to really take in those journeys because I feel like that's really like kind of where the fun is sometimes um I feel like it's so easy to just like look towards the things that you want and put all your focus on that. Um, and honestly, once you like have that freedom, it makes like auditioning easier. You'll see like better results from all that side of things. And you just really allow yourself to be like present and not care like what people think of you and to just really take ownership of your craft. And I think a lot of times that comes from the confidence of having taken classes and having just like, just like, putting yourself out there and like meeting as many people as possible and just like don't be don't be shy like just like go for it because it is such a big city and honestly like if you meet someone like you it's like a a big city but a small city so it's like be nice to everyone and be kind because everyone knows everyone but at the same time like if you mess up or make a mistake, like no one's going to remember. Yeah, that's such good advice. And it's funny because you and I were talking on our last FaceTime call about just how we're just appreciating everything right now because yeah. we know when the workload comes and when everything that we want mm -hmm. comes, there's still <laughs> going to be things, again, that like we might not like. Maybe we have to deal with press meetings that like really yeah. suck. Maybe like this and this and this. And like people who have the lives that we quote unquote want right now are also like living through same real human shit that like everyone goes through. So it's just like being really like, honestly, I think that's the biggest part is just like being grateful for what you have right now, because at some point you want it to be where you are right now, like five years ago, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you yeah. be in LA, you're yeah. there. Like we wanted to do acting. We wanted to do YouTube. We wanted to do everything like this and this and this. And like now we're doing it. And it's like, yeah, we can go further obviously, but 
this might sound really weird, but like if I were to die right now, like not saying let's not <laughs> let's not do that. Um, but like if that were to happen, like would I be content with you know mm-hmm. like how I am right now? Like I truly am so grateful to like literally have a roof over my head, like being in a comfortable bed that I can call like it's the call what hello bed. Um, like sleep in every night, come to That's yeah. My bed. You and I talk about that all the time, and I think the funniest thing that you and I was that you. I think yeah, that was definitely you. We were talking about how like oh, God. we go on walks in our neighborhood, and we're just like. <laughs> I was like, that's so hard. I was like, that's so funny to me. We <laughs> both, of you, yeah, yeah, you go, you tell them. It's so funny. We were just talking. I think you had brought it up, and I was like, stop, Kaylin. We are not the same human. Stop. We were like, when we go on walks in our neighborhood, and it's so funny to admit this out loud, but it's true. When you kind of just start acting like, you're already where you want to be you feel it like you it's so weird but you just actually feel like it and so we're we go around in the neighborhood and we're like imagining if like a neighbor like walked up to us and like stopped us and like had to like sign our autographs we're like oh like sure like of course like what's your kid's name (laughs) dude no there's I okay this is a new thing well so I've always gone on walks right but Mm -hmm. I saw this on TikTok if you are listening to this podcast if you have time like today or let's say it's later than tomorrow go on a hot girl walk and let me explain to you what that is. You are going to put your headphones in. Of course, be walk in a safe area, please, girls. I know that that stuff is so scary. Yeah, but I actually made a playlist, but there's like a bunch of different playlists. If you search like manifest it on like Spotify, there's like so many different ones and just kind of find what works for you or make your own playlist. Put that in and go for a walk and the only things you're allowed to think of is what you're grateful for um you're not allowed to think about boys (laughs) okay (laughs) what you're grateful for like um the things that you like like your manifestations and like all that stuff and just like walk and like feel it and just like feel your power and like oh and the other one is you can think about how hot you are (laughs) those are the only things you're allowed to do right so and I, it's honestly, like, it's just, it's so fun. You get a nice little, like, walk into, you get out into nature. Because I feel like that's another thing that doesn't happen enough is, like, with technology, it's so easy to, like, when you have downtime, just go on your phone or do whatever. So I really encourage people to, like, go outside and be with nature and, like, um, just kind of experience, like, what the sun feels like and all those different things. But, yeah, go for a hot girl walk. I love that. That is so funny. <laughs> Okay, Kaylin, what does a week in your life look like for the listeners? So that is a hard question, not just because my every single day is so different, which I am so glad, honestly, Um, it makes my life fun and exciting. But typically, Mondays, we're just gonna start at the beginning of the week. Let's do it. Okay. Monday is like, I'm like kind of getting back into like some work mode kind of stuff oh actually this is kind of really difficult because I really since my work is so flexible a lot of times I like to get ahead on the weekends but Mondays I do have a weekly team meeting that I usually do for like an hour but throughout the whole week it usually consists of doing my work stuff for like my actual like day job I guess you consider it around that correct like your schedule yes yeah so I usually like depending on what I have to film with them so Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday and sometimes Fridays um I will sometimes have to go film a skit. Sometimes it can be like a full skit. So I'm filming for like five hours. Other times it's just like two scenes that I pop into. So it's super quick, maybe like 30 minutes to an hour. Um, 
So there's that. And then typically one day I'll go get all the props. So I'll go place or like orders online and then I will go and pick them up or I'll run into a store and grab stuff. And then I'll like organize all those props into specific bags for specific videos and then drop them all off at the creator's house. Um, and then I'll also like Monday through Tuesday is usually like, I'm like, con- like, um, making sure like all the actors are in line for the following week. Cause I basically work a week ahead of everybody else. If that makes sense. To oh, have that everything makes sense. Prepared. For like yeah. casting and stuff too. Cause you post all that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like send all those emails out to people so that everyone's getting the right details. So that's basically like my day job. And then in between all that is when I have, all my acting stuff and the thing with acting is it's so unpredictable so usually you'll get an audition and then it's like okay the self-tape is due in like two days or whatever and so then you do that however you can fit it in it might be doing it like late at night trying to work the script sometimes it's you have a day to do it and it's nice and you don't have to like be as stressed out about it um so there's that whole thing. And then I take acting classes and usually those are in the evenings and right now they're on Zoom. So that's actually been really nice because you don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. Um, and then, of course, if you book anything, then you have to figure all that out. And then your whole schedule also moves depending on that. And then you add the element of social media into everything, like your own personal social or my own personal social media. So I post on Instagram. I sometimes post on YouTube. I used to post on YouTube. <laughs> You're still like, good. You're still a pro YouTuber in like, my eyes. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny because we met that way. And then I'm like, ah. Yeah, no, I'm like, I still like love YouTube. I just like, it's really time consuming as Jaden knows. It it's yeah. so time consuming. And it's definitely something that like when in the future I'm able to get like an editor and like it can be more the style of like Madeline Petch and like oh Romy the supermodel. God, you and I are on the same way. <laughs> yeah. Up like literally. Yeah. So it's like I would be able to do like um day in my life on set of whatever show I'm on, like fun videos that's industry related or get ready with me for the Teen Choice Awards, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um and so I then I also I do TikTok. Um, your audience is so funny to me they make me laugh oh my audience is so so terrifying they love you on a level that I don't even know how to love you Caitlin (laughs) oh god we'll just leave it there (laughs) that's it yeah but um yeah so those videos usually I'll try and like sneak in making some of those between getting ready and having to go like film at one of the creator's houses um, because that's when the lighting's good based on like where I'm at so yeah I try to like just like make those when I can and have free time and then I also like hang out with oh I well I take all my own Instagram pictures for the most part now just because I'm a little bit of a control freak and like I like to kind of have creative control over that so like also a little remote no I actually just use a self timer you just like run back oh my gosh yeah And so um, I'll go out and do those. And honestly, if you, even if you like don't do influencer stuff, like you want something to just like get you out of your comfort zone, go take photos in public and it'll make you like, it will humble you so much. It will. Like you like, it really forces you to get out of your comfort zone. I did it like, no, oh, this is so funny. I'll say this story really quickly, but I went to a parking garage to take photos and thinking nobody's going to be there because they've been there before and no one was there. 
Well, I drive up to the highest floor, and there were, like, kind of a lot of cars going. I'm like, why is everybody coming up here? Oh, no. Well, the whole gym had been moved outside to the top of the parking oh, lot. that's not what I thought it and was. I was <laughs> Oh, no. and I was like, I was like, like drug situation going oh, no, on. no no just the whole everyone working out and I was like oh god I was like screw it I'm already here whipped out my tripod I was like I'm taking pictures um and so that was funny but yes yeah, so I'll do um that and again those all just kind of work around whatever I have going on and then if there's any like brand deals that I'm doing or companies I'm working with that all kind of happens whenever it can basically mm-hmm. and then hang out with friends in the evening have fun yeah so it definitely keeps me super busy but it's definitely also not like there's not a structure that happens at all so yeah I mean as it should I mean right now there's not really a way to have a structure like you know uh, just COVID I just still can't like I'll sit there sometimes and I'm like how did we all collectively as a like literal world like kind of accept this and like just like oh, I don't know if America has like, barely oh my god barely I'm thinking of the people I know hello um anyway I forget how actually crazy it was in March of last year when mm-hmm. everything was shut down and people were like in the store like it was a whole movie I was like yeah yeah like, now we're here like almost a year later and well, I'm like we're, you're still here <laughs> yeah it was even weird like just like I thought about this when I was driving the other day like how did we all just decide that we were gonna follow these lines on the highway That's, yeah like, we could literally (laughs) we could literally like just go over like what is stopping us I had a conversation like this with my friend the other day and Kaylin and I get on deep talks like it's just so crazy but I have these talks with like all the friends that I can trust and we'll just talk about random crazy (laughs) shit like and it's just like if I really wanted to actually physically jump out of my window right now just what would happen I could like (laughs) If I wanted to be in the store and scream and climb the whole scaffolding, like I could, you know, like I could do whatever I want. Like, and it's like, yeah, we just follow the lines on the road. Like I could easily, like, and there was a TikTok when TikTok (laughs) first came out. Do you remember that? And it was like, what am I doing? What am I, what am uh, I just, and it was just like, like what it would be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that so crazy how we just like stick ourselves in norms. Like if enough, uh, like if a big enough of group of people like chime in to do something, like it can happen. Like they literally stormed the Capitol for God's sake. Like, oh please, so, yeah, I know. I'm like, and I think honestly, like Gen Z is like kind of the first generation that's really proved that it's like yeah. we can all come together online and like the whole stock market thing that happened, like. Yeah. In the whole, like, Trump rally thing, like, we can do anything. It's just kind of crazy. It's, like, we, and it's, it's makes life, like, really cool. It's, like, I could, yeah, I could yell at the top of my lungs right now. Nobody is stopping me. Like, I could do it. So, yeah, it's just kind of cool. Yeah, I find that, yeah, it's, like, we have so much control over the thing. Like, once you realize how much control you really do have over it, like, even, Mm -hmm. like, manifestation, just, like, whatever you believe, like, honestly, whatever you believe in, it's, like, you realize that this life is so like almost curated like you were put here on a specific time and in in retrospect to life as a whole like for as long as this earth has been here and you were chosen to be put here for these like less than a hundred years like that's crazy to me like that you, is like, insane like, that, that makes my head like want to explode so I'm like <laughs> why was I put here right now like yeah you know, was I here before will I be here after like no one knows what were you how no many lives knows. have you lived? Is this your last? Well, okay, this is a, well, I don't know if this is going to affect as many people as much if you don't believe in like reincarnation, but it's kind of interesting <laughs> to like, <laughs> I just really threw that out there. You and me, you and me are like this. But, this like, is our conversation. It's like really interesting to know, like, 
like I guess how I like to like think about life now is like this could be my last reincarnation on earth yeah. and this is all I get so it's like I should really enjoy it because who knows what the next reality or next dimension is gonna be like so mm-hmm. like I should just enjoy yeah but I don't get too far into that really, yeah you have to stop <laughs> us from talking because we will do this shit like for the next five hours I like, know I'm like oh, okay I need to move on <laughs> Yeah, no, we would be like that. Anyway, well, I guess we'll just end the episode with what is your top adulting tip for the listeners today? My top adulting tip. That's a little bit of a tricky one. (laughs) I think, honestly, just to keep it really simple, because I feel like simple, but also like helpful would be like to-do list. Like come up with like, so like what I like to do is like, I like to like put my schedule together, like at the usually like Fridays for the following week and kind of tweak it through the weekend. But if you're someone and it's, it's about kind of finding out like how you operate as a person, because I found for me, like if I make too detailed of a to to do list, it can like stress yeah. me out. But in other, cause I'm like, Oh my God, I need to do these, these, this many things. And I need to do them super, super fast. Right. Uh, but when I'm feeling stressed out, I've realized that the best way to help me feel like relaxed is to, go into my notes and be like, okay, what do I need to do? And I feel like that really, especially along the lines of like adulting, like really helps you like figure out like the best way to spend time management, like what needs to get done, what's a priority. And it just really puts all that into perspective. And it can also just help you learn more about yourself and like, how long is it taking you to do this task? Like, should it take me that long? Um, do I need to be doing this quicker? Like, and I just feel like having that organization helps in every aspect of your life. Um, Cause that way you're able to a be more productive and usually be like, I guess like happy around other people because when you are with people, like you know that all your stuff is taken care of and you don't have to like worry about the 10 hundred other things you have to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess make a to-do list would be mine. Yeah. <laughs> good it's because it gives you a sense of purpose even if it's for that very split like hour that you're just like overthinking absolutely everything in your life you can go back to that list of just you know the three things that I need to get done today like you don't have to overwhelm yourself just give yourself three things to do today like you know and like yeah yeah like I think that's a really good thing because I didn't realize like a lot of people have trouble making to-do lists like they're like I just Uh don't don't write them I I could never oh my god I could never Mm -hmm. because like I had nothing in my life going on, I still need things on my to-do list. Yes, like, yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think can. too, like, if you're someone that like f- has trouble falling asleep and like mm. just thinking of all the things I need to do in the morning, I have found that like, if you, before you go to bed, write out everything you need to do. So that way in your head, you're like, okay, I, those things can be taken care of tomorrow morning. And I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not going to forget what I have yeah. to do because it's written down. Um, so I feel like that can be really helpful too. That is helpful. Kaylin, you're the best. I would have you on again so we can talk about alien conspiracies. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't think the internet needs that. <laughs> no, they don't. But until next time, but go ahead and shout out your Instagram, YouTube, whatever you want to shout out. Yeah, so my Instagram is just my name. It's Kaylin. Actually, I guess it's not. It's Kaylin underscore Mally. K-A-Y-L-I-N underscore M-A-L-L-Y. And then my Instagram and TikTok are just my name. So K-A-Y-L-I-N. M A L L Y. I think that's I think that's all the social that's, platforms that's I have. That's it. That's that's me. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. This this is great. Everyone's gonna love this, I know for sure. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
I literally. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>